nothing tastes as good as a cup of Bahamian tea. Ah. The views and opinion expressed in this podcast are those of the hosts and guests and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any entity or organizations. You are listening to the podcast, Tea and Talk, presented to inform, educate, inspire, and encourage meaningful conversations on Bahamian arts and culture. My name is Robert Bain, dancer, teacher, choreographer, and someone who believes in the preservation of all things Bahamian. I am sitting down with persons of like mind to discuss the Bahamian perspective on the arts and the Bahamian way. Now, let's welcome our guest. Oh, welcome. This is Robert Bain, and welcome back to another Tea and Talk. Well, you'll never guess where I am today, but I'm, give me a few minutes and I'll tell you. Uh, today is a beautiful day in the Bahamas. It's extremely hot, and by the way, this podcast is coming from Nassau, Bahamas, uh, just so you know. And just of late, I discovered that we are being heard uh, 15 countries in the world. And that's, uh, I think that's a great thing. I'm, I didn't expect all of that, but it's, 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 it's happening. And y'all know why this podcast was uh, established. It was established to promote the artists. Um, we have a lot to say. We're very important to this country. We're important to, to the world. Uh, we're the heartbeat of everything. I don't know if you realize that, but we are. At the end of this podcast, it's my hope that... Uh, we become smarter as a result of the information that you are going to to, to get. But you know, um, we're here, and I like to to encourage and uh, persons. If you have any event happening around Nassau or anywhere, let let me know about it. Um, you can write to me at tea and talk dot bahamas twenty twenty three at gmail dot com, and I'll be happy to. Uh, put your information on our show, read it for you. Uh, but before we get started, and before I introduce my guest, boy, because I, this one, uh, this can, I can feel this one, because I'm in a very special place, all these beautiful colors, I can tell you all in a minute, just hold on, I ain't hold you too long. But I want to talk about uh, some of the things happening around uh, Nassau and the Bahamas. Uh, Lawrence Carroll Dance Academy presents Fashion Easter, and this is July 2nd at 7 p.m. at the Performing Arts uh, Theater at the University of Bahamas. Tickets are $30. Uh, VIP seating is $35. Uh, yeah. And then the next thing that's up um, is that uh, Eurythmic Dance Studios, uh, they are presenting a concert as well. Uh, and that's on Sunday, June 25th at 6 p.m. at the University of the Bahamas. Uh, tickets are $35 and uh, tickets available at their studio on Rosetta Street, Palmdale. And this is their 22nd annual uh, dance production. So if you want some information, call them at 436-0306 or 535-0956. And then there's another one happening. This is out of Freeport Grand Bahamas. So if you're going down to Freeport, uh, there's Dance Bahamas, uh, uh, sorry, Bahamas Dance Theater. And their concert is This Is Us, uh, Our Life, Our Story, Our Resilience. And this is June 24th at 7, uh, 7 p.m. and June 25th at 5 p.m., right? Uh, and this is their 27th anniversary performance, and they're asking you to save the date, all right? And this is, I hope, well, I think this might be at the Regency Theater because they didn't put it on the, on the flyer. 
And then the, the last thing, well, not the last thing, this is another one. Uh, uh, this is the fifth annual Shirley Hall Bass Dance Education Forum that takes place in Nassau. Uh, it's, it's dance uh, integration beyond imagination, moving a nation one classroom at a time. This is July 27th to 30th. Um, it's at the Harry Seymour Library, so you need to go and visit that. I get some, but well, you need information for that. Go to their Facebook page. Uh, or you can reach out to Dr. Faith Butler at the University of the Bahamas. And I can't leave myself out now because Dance Bahamas School, we present our concert on the 3rd of June at the university. Tickets are $30. It's, seven, it's, um, it's at 7 p.m. It's only that one show. You need information? You can call us at 698-3993 or 677-JAZZ. And then the National Dance Company will be presenting their concert July 5th through 8th at the University of the Bahamas at 8 p.m. and tickets are $35 uh, for the concert and information can be obtained from our website www.ndcbahamas.com or you can reach out to us at 698-3993 or 677-JAZZ. Good? So we reached that part. So we so today we're having, I'm my guest, I can tell you who my guest is in one more second. Uh, I'm having, with my guests, we're having lemongrass and, uh, well, actually, fever grass and, 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 and um, ginger. And they call it lemongrass. And they say lemongrass is rich in antioxidants, which is good for the skin. It helps make the hair shine. But I don't have any hair, if anybody know what I look like. Ginger root is renowned for its digestive benefits, and it's believed to relieve nausea and increase absorption by helping the food move from the stomach to the small intestine. And it freshens your breath. You think they had to put that one in there? <laughs> okay. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. So, so, and they say also uh, that those who, who uh, consume lemongrass uh, tea experience a moderate uh, drop in systolic blood pressure and mild increase in diastolic blood pressure. Um, now, I'm not a doctor, so I'm just saying. Right? So don't quote me and don't hold me responsible for saying that. Saying that I, I got that off the internet, okay? For those of you who want to know, okay? So, my guest today, I am at this place and I am I'm feeling a kind of uh, Bay Street-ish right now, right? Uh, I am at Educulture. And who do you find at Educulture? None other than Arlene Nash Ferguson, my friend, my friend forever. Yeah, we're Junkanoo buddies, you know. But y'all know her, right? And y'all know her in Junkanoo. But, you know, she also served, she's an educator. And uh, Ali and I served as an educator for 24 years, impacting the lives of thousands of young Bahamians. She's an avid proponent of Bahamian culture as she serves on the National Junkanoo Committee for many years. The Ali and Junkanoo is not just a parade. It is a celebration of history and heritage. Mm. Mm -hmm. I love that. Alin, welcome to Tea and Talk. Thank you so much for having me. What an experience already. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, wow. We met we met many years ago and yes. many and many and many facets. We met um, I think I met you when you were a uh, principal of St. John's. Yes. Yeah, and then, then we, we hooked up as, we both Junkanoos. That's right, and we're both founding members of one family. Both founding members of one family, mm -hmm. that's right. My Lord, that's been like, what, 30? 30, 30 years. 30 years ago. Absolutely. Wow, that's been a long time. Well, you know, uh, 
I'm always, I'm, <laughs> I'm always, I always feel blessed when I when when I have somebody like you on my podcast because I think there's so much that you could that I can learn from you. And the whole, like I say, it's always a, uh, my thing is uh, leaving this space smarter. Yes. And uh, and that's what this is all about. And hopefully, you know, we we're able to 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 talk about the things that impedes our development. Yes. Or helps us. Yes. And so, and hopefully we can find some solution and we can say some positive things and just express ourselves. Yes. But I am so happy that you're here. Tell me a bit about, before we get, before I ask you this question, I, tell me a bit about where we are right now. This, this is this, this is all this Jankanu paraphernalia. Yes. Um, there are pieces that I've, you probably saw on Bay Street, they're all, they're mm -hmm. drums, they're there are workshop benches, there are cowbells, there are... My God, people know this place exists? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. Well, first of all, Robert, thank you so much for having me. I mean, just to sit, to carve out the time for us to have a chat is so special. And I am sure we will both cherish uh, this memory. Thank you so much uh, for having me. Um, yes. You are at Educulture Bahamas. One of the things Jankanu taught both of us, we always used to hear it. If you think normal, we can get beat. <laughs> we gotta think stupid. <laughs> we have to think stupid. Yeah. And Jankanu taught me to think stupid. There you go. And 23 years ago, we were right on the verge of converting my childhood home into two apartments, upstairs and downstairs. Mm -hmm. And to cut a long story short, on my birthday, Silver took me to the shoal for something to eat. And we started talking about what my dream job would be. And I had just been working with Jackson for three years, mm -hmm. and he had inspired me to know and Dungalik made me understand what could happen. And so to cut a long story short, that influence mm. started my brain sparking. Right. And the result was I initially did a Junkanoo summer camp at our house. And when I walked back into the office after my vacation, Jackson said, I could see you ain't come to stay. And so that little push that he gave me was all that I needed. And I decided to put a Junkanoo museum in my childhood home. We also say in Junkanoo, go with what you got. Go with what you got. And all I had was this building, and it occurred to me that a Junkanoo museum would be more exciting than apartments. Mm -hmm. So let's go for it. Yeah. And so I, I started the Junkanoo Museum in the early days. It was primarily for school children. They still come here. Mm -hmm. And so we designed a Junkanoo workshop where they come and get the story of Junkanoo and they paste their little hat and mm -hmm. then we do our music and they are having a ball, but I have the opportunity to teach them the deeper meanings of Junkanoo. And so the rest, as they say, is history. We've been here from the year 2000, increased tourist traffic. And so we cater mainly to adults, the general public, visitors, and then there are the school children. Well, I was, when I came in here uh, today, I saw this 
load of cars. I actually had to drive around twice yes. before I got into the building. So I go like, wow, something is happening there. Yes. But I want to encourage you, if you ever come, even from the family islands, uh, anywhere from around the world where this podcast is, is heard, if you get, if you come to the Bahamas, please come. Make this part of your your vacation. Come and visit the, come and learn about the history of Junkanoo. Uh, come and learn about the history of us. Uh, uh, um, come and Come and get yours. Come Amen. and get you. Amen. That's you, right? Amen. That's <laughs> me. I come to get me. You come to get you. That's right. But um, <laughs> um, tell me a little bit about this area that we are in, this, <laughs> this area. Just a, a kind of a... Yeah. 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 In a nutshell, mm -hmm. the town of Charlestown, which was the original name for Nassau, right. Was grew up on the harbor of the island that we today call New Providence. Charlestown was original was was the name was later changed to Nassau, and New Providence became the seat of government, the capital of the country because we have the best harbor, and all of the traffic was by water. Mm -hmm. So even though we are only the eleventh largest island in our chain we became the capital. Mm -hmm. So the town of Nassau grew up with the harbor as its northern boundary. The western boundary of the town was West Street. Mm -hmm. The eastern boundary of the town was East Street. And the southern boundary of the town was the Hill Street. The settlement went from the hilltop right, sorry, went from the harbor right up to the hilltop. Right. And when Government House was built in the middle of the Hill Street, we then have, even today, East Hill Street and West ah, Hill Street. Okay. That's the town of Old Nassau. Hmm. Around the town of Old Nassau, the African townships developed, especially after Africans were forbidden right around 1789. I can't remember the exact date. They were forbidden to live any longer in the town of Nassau. And settlements started to develop around the town of Old Nassau. Hmm. We are in Delancey Town, which is one of the oldest African settlements that ring the town of Old Nassau. Oh. This is Delancey Town, named after Stephen Delancey, whose residence hundreds of years ago was what is today the John Watling's distillery ah, where Buena Vista used to be. Yes. And at some point, <clears throat> the property that he owned in this area was divided up and sold to free blacks. I was actually born on the piece of property right next door to what is today John Watling's. Wow. And so I grew up in this area and it was a very tight and close-knit community mm -hmm. and I do not have the time to tell you what the nourishing and the nurturing mm -hmm. of Delancey Town did for our country. I don't have the time. Mm -hmm. A.F. Adley, Anatole Rogers, C.V. Bethel, Cecil Wallace Whitfield, Dr. Granville Bain, the mm -hmm. first orthopedic mm -hmm. surgeon yeah. in the Bahamas, his mother Althea mm -hmm. Mortimer, who was a suffragette, Mary Mary Ingram, a suffragette right through hospital lane, mm -hmm. uh, um, Orville Turnquest, 
father uh, had a shop right down here on on Meeting Street. David Allen's father shop his shop was further up the road. It's on and on and on. Marjorie Davis, who just died, mm -hmm. distinguished right. Bahamian educator. The Davises lived right around the corner, yes. and on and on and on. <laughs> and so Delancey Town has contributed to the development of our country in no small way. And I am truly blessed and grateful that this was where the good Lord decided to plunk me. <laughs> wow, that is, that, is, that is awesome. That is amazing. Uh, I, I didn't know some of this. See, that's what I say. You, you <laughs> that's the, Knowledge is power. Knowledge is power. There you go. Um, wow. That's, that's beautiful. My question, we are now in the, the, the season of independence in this country. Yeah. We, have, we, are, we, are, we, are, we, are, we became independent in 1973. Um, and this year makes us 50 years. Yes. My question to, to my guests, um, to start the podcast is normally, where have we come in 50 years? My answer would be, we have come very far, but not far enough. And I don't mean to be a wet blanket. That's okay. We celebrate our achievements, and we thank God for them. Mm -hmm. I still believe there's so much more, either that we could have done or that we need to do quick, quick. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Wow. Oh, wow. And in terms of development of, let's say, education. Yeah. You're an educator, um, the best. Um, how have we fared in terms of educating our people? How have we fared? Uh, have we done a good job? I mean, I know there are... Uh, we have amazing, amazing, we have smart people, people who have been successful. We have great doctors, we mm. have great lawyers, we mm. have, but have the, how well, how well have we done? I mean, we're talking now 50 years, 50 years in, how well have we, how, how well have we, how well have we done in terms of the arts? Um, how well have we done in terms of Junkanoo, development of Junkanoo? Three separate questions. Yes. Let's deal with education okay. first. I think we have come a long way. Long way. But we still have a long way to go. Okay. I do not believe that we have been successful in focusing on and emphasizing the importance of education so as to attract more Bahamians into the teaching profession. Okay. We are still, to my mind, I may be wrong, it seems to me that we are still importing our teachers. Mm -hmm. I don't know what the ratio is. I don't know what the percentage is. It may be that the teaching uh, population today is overwhelmingly Bahamian. I don't have statistics. Right. But we still hear the cry about teachers being underpaid. And we still do not have, to my mind, the kind of education still does not have the kind of attraction, say, for example, that sports has. Mm -hmm. So when Shawnee 
wins a gold medal and she comes home. Oh, we have in the motorcade mm-hmm. and we getting out the drums and mm-hmm. the cowbells mm-hmm. and everybody grab their flag and we having the time of our lives. In a country with a population this size, we have three Rhodes Scholars. I doubt that we even have, I doubt that the majority of Bahamians can even name them. Well, I know one. <laughs> Which one you know? Kristen. Kristen Campbell. Yes. yes. Okay. And 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 that is I only use that as an example mm-hmm. to demonstrate how we do not focus on academia. Right. We do not focus on learning mm-hmm. as something to be celebrated. And so in terms of education, my thing would be to continue to push teaching as a noble profession, as the best profession, mm-hmm. to, 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 to push teaching as a vocation. Mm-hmm. We are named in the Bible. Some were called to be teachers. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's the problem because it's not, it's not a just a job. It's a vocation. vocation. If you're going to do it well, yes. you have to feel that you were called exactly. to do it. Exactly. Uh-huh. Yes. And the other thing about education, and we have made tremendous strides, it is just there have been revisions to the curriculum. Mm-hmm. I feel there can be more. Okay. Dr. Chris Curry is now spearheading a committee that is rewriting the um, social studies curriculum okay. in the schools. That is much needed. Okay. And like I say, my, re- my comments are subjective. This is only what I know. Okay. When I lecture for Bahama Host, which is the Ministry of Tourism's program that is aimed specifically at training frontliners in the tourism industry, okay. I do Module 1, which is proud to be Bahamian, which is history, civics, culture, um, wonders of the Bahamas and sustainability. When I do the history, invariably somebody in the class is going to say, why didn't they teach us this in school? <laughs> there are Bahamians who still believe, who are still using the language that Christopher Columbus discovered the Bahamas yes. when he met the first Bahamians yes. there. Yes. So there is, so we have to ensure that there are certain things in our curriculum that our children know. And I also believe, and this will bring me to your other points, mm-hmm. we are losing our culture, our uniqueness mm-hmm. at a frightening rate. Mm-hmm. We have to teach it consciously in our schools. And to me, we are not teaching culture. We are not giving it the attention that it deserves. Culture is not just Chankanoo. Culture is not just art and craft and music. Culture is everything Everything. that we do. We need a cultural studies, or we can call it Bahamian studies program. But we need a program, whether it's in school or you always hear the curriculum is so busy now, 
it can be a structured after-school program. Right. That's a lot of fun, mm -hmm. but these children come out of school knowing what is Bahamian so that we don't see the kind of attrition when it comes to our culture that we are seeing now. Mm -hmm. That would be my dream and my wish for education. Wow. Yeah, I, I have a, I, culturally, I'm, I'm always baffled that persons don't understand how important it is, mm -hmm. <clears throat> how important every aspect of it is, mm -hmm. how important it is to, to, to people coming here. I mean, people want to come here and they want to get to know us. I said this on a, on, on a podcast before. They want to get to know who we are. Mm -hmm. uh, they want to experience our food. They want to know also about our education, yes, of course, mm -hmm. um, uh, because they want, to read, they want to read books published by Bahamians. Mm -hmm. uh, um, they want to, to, to uh, see how we live. Mm. Uh, I mentioned that they want to go to a funeral. They want to go to a wake. They, yeah. want, they want to see a wedding. Yeah. Uh, um, there are certain things that attract uh, uh, persons to a particular culture, and there are cultures around the world who prioritize that because it it uh, it, it speaks who they are. Exactly, it tells tells the world who they are. Uh, we don't seem to understand that. that. No, we don't. What could we do? I mean, people don't understand. I particularly would like to see culture, the Ministry of Education. Yeah, I mean, oh, sorry, Ministry of Tourism. Yeah, I would like to see that part attached to the Ministry of Tourism. Uh, because I think the government, the persons responsible, well, like I say, they, they're responsible for, for our desires, some of the things that we want to see, who we want to be, they're responsible for that, but they're not, they're not encouraging that because they ha I don't think they have any idea of what it is. How can we kind of change things around mm -hmm. a little bit? How do we start this process. Mm -hmm. Let me explain my views on that. As you know, for I think it was about three years, I was the director of culture in the Ministry of Tourism. Mm -hmm. And there, if in my mind, there is a big difference between a director of culture in the Ministry of Tourism and a director of culture in the Ministry of okay. Culture. Okay. okay, let me explain the difference. In my mind, a Ministry of Culture is responsible for developing and preserving mm -hmm. the culture of the Bahamas. This, this Arlene talking. No, I agree with you. Your with that. responsibility is not putting on events mm -hmm. and all of that. Mm -hmm. You're not unless they are designed to teach. Right. <coughs> Excuse me. Your responsibility is to preserve the culture. Mm -hmm. So, okay, and we'll come back to that because I sure. can flesh that out further. Sure. The job of the Ministry of Tourism, once you have preserved the culture or are preserving the culture tourism's job is simply to show it off Sell it. to the tourists mm -hmm. that's all it is mm -hmm. they are two completely different uh responsibilities and thrusts okay we did a when i was at the ministry of tourism we did a Bahamian thing song competition to encouraged uh local songwriters 
and producers and performers. Here's my thing. The Ministry of Culture should be doing that. You can hardly hear Bahamian music in your own country unless you play in it, okay? So if I'm in the Ministry of Culture, I'm saying, but my job is to make sure Bahamian culture doesn't die. So I am going to start, I'm calling a conclave, and people so tired of that word, I call in something, I call in a conclave, all the teachers, all the music teachers, all the musicians, all the producers, all the people involved with music. I'm going to get people up there on that panel like Fred Ferguson and Fred Munnings and Ronald Sims and, and God rest the dead, we just miss Ronnie uh, Ambrose We are going to go with the musicians and people involved in that industry. And the first thing we are going to do is to find what Bahamian music is. Join me for a continuation of this conversation with my guest, Ali Nash Ferguson. You're listening to the podcast, Tea and Talk. The views and opinion expressed in this podcast are those of the hosts and guests and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any entity or organizations.